Anyway, I think we need to talk some finger painting. We do. Yeah. So uh, we're going to bury Finlandia. We're going to come back to that at the end. Yep. And we're going to go into Vegas. <laughs> yes. I've been looking ahead from Vegas, trying to get it like you saw. I put my picks in for some of the stuff. And I've left yeah. some stuff open. But once I started looking at Cup of China, I was like, oh, no. All these picks from here on out are going to be contingent upon how things go up to that point. So I stopped picking. I was like, I got one pick for Cup of China, and that's Sui and Han. That's like, to me, that's a lock. <laughs> and I don't think you'll disagree. So um, that is the first time I think we see them this season, this Cup of China. So uh, You're right, unless they were in Shanghai, but I don't think so. No. No, Shanghai. Nice little weird bird of a trophy I had to go looking for. Yeah, because uh, I saw a bunch of uh, results for that. I'm looking at some um the background, like the biographies. Yeah. And there's some good names in there. I, the people are starting to go to these things, man. Yeah. Got to get tuned up. Grand Prix is serious business. And on to the serious business. So, uh... Welcome to our listeners. Listeners, I'm Billy. I'm Cody. And this is the Picks and Trips into the Kiss and Cry podcast, uh, where we look at figure skating events. We try to envision what we think the top five looks like, make our picks. This is where we lay those on the board. And then uh, we follow up with that a little bit later in the show from last week. And we're going to talk about the event last weekend and how our picks went and who's the loser. Cause you know what? Every event needs a loser. <laughs> it's just the way the world works in competition. So, uh, we're starting the senior Grand Prix circuit, man. Are you stoked? I am. There's so much to look forward to. Like I like seeing those, those familiar names come back out. I like seeing the new programs, what they're going to bring to the table. Um, I'm really excited about the ladies this year with the uh, those Russian junior girls coming out into the senior ranks. Because as we talked about last week, I really think that this is going to be a big splash. Like this is gonna this is gonna be a year that changes ladies figure skating. Oh, definitely will. I mean, already last year, um, just with a few girls doing triple axles, it changed the landscape because we're seeing more and more triple axles this year. Coming out um, of the woodworks everywhere. Yeah, and then quads. And lots of them. <laughs> yeah. Lots of them. Like we talked about Trusova last week, and I'm telling you, man, whew, four quads, and you've got Nathan Chen's attention. That's that's big business. <laughs> so uh, let's wander into Vegas. Let's uh, head down to the Strip. and um, Why don't we go in the order that this is actually going to skate? Because this is going to start uh, with the pairs event. It's not always how I like to do things, but uh, you know what? Well, why don't we start there? Because because we got some, we have some like very different picks throughout this, which I think is going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, we kind of started, I guess, the junior Grand Prix circuit like this a little bit, where we had some pretty different choices, and then towards the end, we kind of started seeing some exact same choices. Well, we were we were starting to make like very calculated moves, and in those calculated moves, it was like, 
okay, so I don't want to lose any ground. I'm going with the odds. The odds are based on, you know, personal bests, how they're skating this season, how did they do at the last event. But I find that the first one kind of, it, it shows you, like, especially in junior, because there were a lot of names that we didn't recognize in there. Um, yeah, for sure. But these are familiar now. I, I mean, they're more familiar, and I think that's going to make, make senior a lot more interesting because it's not all based on what's in the, in the bio as far as a personal best score. And it's well, the beginning I'm... of the season, and so we don't have much to track on as far as <laughs> how, they, how they've done so far, right? Yeah, that's true. As well as, just, I think, the spread of talent as well, where in junior, um, there's such a difference from the top to the bottom. Uh, whereas in the senior Grand Prix, everyone there is pretty good. Yeah, there's there's a it's a very strong event. Um, so let's uh, let's look at let's start with our uh, our pair event here, and uh, I just I want to kind of walk through. If I walk through yours, why don't you walk through mine? And <laughs> you can you can make your questions or inquiries as uh, as you need to. So you started with the Chinese team of Peng and Jin in first. Yes. And Pavlichenko and Kod- Kodaikin in second. And then the team, the American team of uh, Kane, Ashley Kane Gribble and Tim LaDuke in third. And then the Americans, uh, Denny and Fraser and Rue and Wolf in fifth. Now, yeah. I know that you're a smart man. Because you kicked my butt all over that Junior Grand Prix circuit. But the Chinese team in first and Kane and Leduc in third at an American event. Like, yes. They're, they're in um, the States, man. <laughs> yeah, I know there's a little bit of home uh, team advantage. Um, but I still think the Chinese are one of the best teams um, in, the, in the world this year. I mean, they came fourth at Worlds. Um, really, the only thing that was holding them down was her jumping ability, which she, she seems to have gotten better at. Uh, okay. I mean, I I'm not not totally against that. Um, I think I think having seen them, like, where were they this year? They were at the... So they competed against Kane and Leduc already at the Salt Lake City international figure skating classic the challenger event yes and finished third to kane and leduc and kane and leduc were like heads and tails above the field there they've made a coaching change that's why i've got them on top of the podium is because they seem to have figured something out in this off season like they might be the resurgence of of uh of of american pairs at like at an elite level where people go oh right they're here you know, game on. Not, oh, they're here. That's nice. Have fun. Enjoy the sights. Good luck skating. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I do agree with you that they've taken um, some big strides forwards. Uh, I still think they haven't quite gotten that step yet to, like, top five in the world. That's true. I mean... You know, Peng and Jin, they, they've they've got a track record that proves it. So, I get it. Um, this is a team, the, the pa- 
Pavlichenko and Kudaikin, I'm not as familiar with. And I'm not sure if you are either. Um, well, this is their first year senior. They were competed junior last year. Um, well, I mean, mostly junior last year. They did some senior competitions. But um, they're the they're former junior world champions. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, they are. I got, I got my stats wrong. They did compete senior last year. They did compete, um, yep. But they're, they're fifth at Europeans. Yeah, that's what I was just looking at. Uh, fifth Europeans uh, made a trip to Grand Prix Final last year. Yep, a couple, uh, couple of podium finishes in uh, Helsinki and in Cup of Russia. So, no doubt, a good Russian team that should should be in the mix. Um, but just, I feel like I didn't see them much. Like, I feel like they weren't a team that jumped out at me. It's not a name that's like, oh yeah, them. But then well, again, there's an abundance I mean, of Russian pairs. So Yeah, I was about to say, we, we've talked about how deep Russia is in pairs, ladies, men's, even. Um, even dance, we're starting to see that. So... It's a lot of people, a lot of names get lost in the shuffle. It's true, and some of them are, um, I don't know. To me, they start looking a very, very similar with the, uh, the the configuration of how they how Russian spelling works. <laughs> so, I'm I'm a little bit lost in that from time to time. Um, and you and I have a general feeling of of Denny and Fraser and fourth. Um, I feel like this is one of those teams that's just been perpetually outside of the, like that upper echelon of skating. Like they're a good team. They're not a terrible team, but they just don't seem to be that team, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, they were um, one of those up and coming young teams. Um, Then unfortunately she had surgery, I believe uh, some major surgery. Which I think they just haven't really made a name for themselves again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they've they've just struggled to to build this back up, and I think that's probably very frustrating for them. Uh, it looks like they've been through a, a litany of coaching, though. Um, looking at their previous coaching, uh, Rockney Brubaker, Stefania Burton, Ingo Steuer, Delilah Sappenfield, Jim Peterson, Linda Johnson. Those like there's some big swinging names in there: Ingo, Delilah, Linden, Rockney, and now they're working with John Zimmerman. So, I mean that maybe that's the thing that's going to change it for them this year. Um, I, I hope something can change for them because they're. I mean, it's a name I've seen around for for years, but they just don't seem to be that podium team. You know, like they get. They get close, but they're never like consistently on that. Like even even in third, they're not consistently that team, right? Yeah, it seems to be their mo at the moment. And then you went Canadian content with Camille and Drew. Yes, um... you sound reluctant, my friend. You sound like you <laughs> want to make a change. No, no, I'm happy with that. Um, I think they're a good skating team. They're pretty consistent in what they do um and they've had those glimpses of success before mm-hmm. um so i went with them okay 
Well, I mean, conversely, I took Kane and LeDuc to win this thing because, well, they're in the States and they clearly <laughs> started the season hot. Peng and yeah. Jin are a good team, but I mean, you're in Vegas. An American crowd gets behind Kane and LeDuc and man, that place is going to get lit up as long as they're skating well. They're gonna get. Uh, they're gonna get excited. Uh, Pavlichenko in third, and Kadaikin in the Pavlichenko and Kadaikin in third. Denny and Fraser in fourth. But then, yeah, you took Americans Jessica Cowling and Brian Johnson in fifth. Yes, I did. And uh, I made this pick like a week ago. <laughs> so I'm trying. I'm trying to refresh my brain as to why I made this pick. Well, um, if correct me oh. if I'm wrong, uh, they were at U.S. Classic as well as the uh, Red Wolf. Yep. Um, and they came one placement ahead of the Canadians, so I'm assuming mm-hmm. that was part of your. And as I look, as I look in bios, yep, uh, they've got a six-point personal best, you know, uh, gap in favor of Jessica and Brian. So. I'm going with the Americans again. Um, and this is another, you know, Jenny Mino, Todd Sand product. Now, these guys aren't real big on the senior circuit yet. It um, looks so like they've gotten a couple of smaller a, events. A new team. Uh, I think they only paired up last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she's had success with her former partner. Uh, Josh Sidhu, I believe. Uh, he's had success with his former partner, um, Chelsea Liu. Yep. Um, and uh, so it only makes sense that they would have success together. Yeah, I mean... This might take some time. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, maybe this is, uh, this is a good growing year for them. We'll see. Um but there's the pair event. I mean, we're, we're going to – a lot of familiar names, which, I mean, that's what's wonderful about going to these senior events now. Um, and some of them I feel like we can make without having to dig too deep. Like, I mean, there's a gut feeling, right? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of gut feelings, switching gears into the men's event, which would be up next, um, I, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist – to pick Nathan Chen to win this. Oh, yeah, no. I think um, really most of these Grand Prix will be his to lose. <laughs> I mean, yeah, two-time world champion. He and he he seems to have found that that work-life balance between skating and school and and uh, and juggling things and seems to know just where his sweet spot is at the moment. So I mean, it's it's definitely his to lose, um, but these are this is where I think this is going to get exciting because we've got four other names here and only three of them, or sorry, and only one of them is different. Yeah. I mean, Chen uh, is a f- foregone conclusion. It's like one yeah, of them is hand it to him. Wait, yeah, one of them's the same. The other three are different. No, we have two same, two different. All right. Yes. Right. Yes. My bad. That's all good. Uh, but yeah, we both took Chen number one. Yeah. Easy pick. Yeah. So Nathan Chen to win. I, I mean, as long as he skates well. 
and it's Skate America. I think I saw an article this week that said it's a foregone conclusion that he will do at least three quads at this event. Oh, I, th- I think, yeah, that was an interview with him where he was, like, saying um, three three quads is a given. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's got to be it, – it, you can't go out there and defend your titles. Um, and he hasn't lost a junior or a Grand Prix event since 2016 at the Grand Prix final. Is what's, yeah. is uh, what uh, what I what I read as part of that article. Um, and yep, that would be accurate. Man, this kid's on fire, jumping from sixth to first in the world uh, in the from 2017 to 2018, and just doesn't seem to want to slow down at all. <laughs> at all um so yeah and then yeah. you've you've got uh i've got you've... jin in second boyang jin from china in second uh junhua cha from korea third michael brizina from czech republic in fourth and our canadian keegan messing in fifth and you have uh dimitri aliyev in second i don't have him on my list yeah i mean what gives um, I mean, he's a great skater. He has a couple quads in his belt too. Um, I just think I, some of these names I've mentioned just have had better success. To be fair, uh, I I can I can say that Mikhail Brzezina has had better success at one point in his career, and we saw a little bit of a resurgence of Mikhail Brzezina last year. Yes. Um, and Yunwan Cha is a beautiful skater. Um, but he has been plagued with, you know, every now and then getting tagged for under rotation. That was Worlds last year. That was not a great event for him. Yeah. Um, Aliyev started the season on those Senior B events, those Challenger events, very, very strong. Very strong. So that was kind of what I was looking at as well. Because he came out flying. Like he, he seems to be ready for this season to start. So that's why I've got him up where I've got him uh, in, in second. Uh, I've got Jin in third, Keegan Messing in fourth, and I'm taking the American Jason Brown in fifth. Um, I like Brown in fifth just because he, he typically isn't tackling the quad. Um, and because he's not, everything else tends to be a lot more rock solid. Like he can stay focused on his job out there and it's performance. And that kid performs like, like, you know, the stage is coming down. Like it's amazing to watch him when he's on. It's crazy. Oh, he's a great skater. One of the best in the world. Um, I mean, yeah, he, he always gives a show. I mean, he's one of the few people in the world that I, that I, I, I now understand he did a short program. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before and scored 96 in the short program and went, did it without a quad. And I went, how in the hell is that possible? But he did it like, and it's, it's all like those component marks. It's the, everything that he puts into the, the performance and um, positive the geo. Yeah. yeah. That goes a long way. Yeah. So I was like, wow, like 96 for a short program without a quad. That's, that's saying something because there are guys that are rocking quads and are still only scoring 80. Um, so yeah, I mean, 
Brown, he's uh, to me, he's just rock solid, and it's Skate America. It's like it. I'm sorry, that's <laughs> Americans. They have a love affair with their their crowd, with their fans, and with their skaters. So they're they're going to be there, and they're going to be pumping him up. I think Keegan is ready for a good season, but I just don't know if Keegan is up to the task of those three guys that I've got in front of him. Um, Chen, Aliyev, and Jin. That, that's a pretty steep mountain to climb because all three of those guys have consistently shown that they can rock a quad Lutz. And that that's something that Keegan's still trying to figure out. Yeah. And that... Uh, I, I mean, he had a pretty good... Grand Prix season last year, uh, made Grand Prix final. Yeah, and yeah, and like he wasn't as solid after that. But I mean, we've seen it in him to do well. I mean, he came second at what was it, Skate Canada? Um, I gotta go back and have a look. That's why I have this open. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's skating last, and he has a beautiful short program. Um, he's skating to Ed Sheeran's Perfect, which apparently was the, his first dance with his wife. Um, they got, you know, when they got married. And the, oh, November Rain by Guns N' Roses for the free skate. Nice. Um, last season. Yeah, he was second at Skate Canada. Yeah, second at Skate Canada, fifth at, uh, at Russia, and then fifth at the Grand Prix Final. So I think he got into the Grand Prix final though because Yuzu pulled out. Yes, he did. He yeah. was um one of the scary yeah. spots, but I mean he still made it and he didn't come last. No, I mean I'm not I'm not knocking that, I'm just saying, you know, you get in he he was close. He was close. So I mean I think this year he's definitely gotta earn his spot. He can't earn an alternate spot and rely on, you know, poking his head in. Um, but that's going to be, a, that's, that's going to be a big task because uh, this is a heavy, like this is a heavy lifting event here. Like they're starting this season strong with those, like this lineup is pretty intense and I think <laughs> it's going to be a good competition. So hopefully everybody skates well and it's not, uh, you know, it, it's not uh, a juggling act based on, Oh well, this person missed this, and this person missed that. Um, but I mean, this is this is what I would pick if everybody skates the best. Like this is where I'm I'm looking at it going. Chen's just he's conditioned to know what he's got to do. Uh, Aliyev started the season strong. Jin started the season strong too. He did. Um, he's come out with uh, some good showings in those challenger events. Keegan had some good stuff at uh, the skate uh, the Autumn Classic. Um, but yeah, that's the way I see it. That's, that's what's shaken down. Any more thoughts on the men's? Anything you want to add before we, um, I mean, I'm just looking at my list I made here and it's a pretty long list. So, I mean, this could go so many ways, this event. Um, it's a, like we've said before, it's a pretty deep field. Um, we've seen some of these guys, we've seen, actually, let me just count how many of these guys have meddled last year at the Grand Prix. So one, two, 
three, four, five, six guys here who have medaled at a Grand Prix last season. So half the field. Yeah. Half the field. And though that half was Yunwen Cha, Boyang Jin, Nathan Chen, Keegan Messing, Jason Brown? Jason Brown, Michael Brezina, and there's, there's um, your six. Timono. Kazuki um, Timono, so seventh. Yes. Uh, wait, one, two, yeah. three. Oh, Boyang Jin did not medal last season. He did not. No. Ninth in Grenoble. Fifth in Helsinki. He finished fifth at the Worlds. Um, clearly on a bounce back year, especially because it looks like his Olympic year was not what he wanted it to be at all. I mean, fourth at Olympics, just missing the spot. You never want to be fourth there. And then going to Worlds and finishing 19th. Um, so, yeah, that... Yeah, I would I would expect a good season from him. I would expect that it's whatever was still rattling around in his brain in Helsinki in France. He figured it out by the end of the year. Um or I'd like to hope so. Cuz I mean, he won Lombardia, he finished 3rd in Shanghai um at the Shanghai Trophy, so uh he's got a pretty good pretty solid start to his season. Yeah. You're right though. It is it's a great field. Um Koshiro Shimada. I mean, all these guys are like 200 plus scorers. Oh yeah. Like the this is the um, the depth of this field is that when we were talking about junior men, we were talking about them skating up to like a 230 was a big deal. Um, and these guys are like starting at like the 220 230 mark. So um, it was kind of like what you talked about earlier that. The, the junior, there's a top tier, and then there's kind of everybody else who's working to get to that point. This is the, these are the kids who have already done that. They've, they've accomplished that. They were at that top tier of junior, and now they're, they're showing us what senior is supposed to look like. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, shall we dance? We shall. Okay. All right. This is not quite as exciting because, again, very, very similar names. There's only like our bottom two, our fourth and fifth picks that are that are different. But uh, why don't you introduce how we see the podium? Or, well, quite frankly, what the podium's going to be. <laughs> I mean, as long as we're right, um, it should come out as a Hubble and Donahue is first, USA, uh, Stepanova and Buchan in second from Russia, and Fournier Baudry and Sorensen from Canada in third. Yeah, I mean, I I see no reason that any of that should change. The um, the skating quality and the the height of their their abilities. Hubble and Donahue are probably by far one of the strongest teams in the world. I mean, they've been they've been up there uh, for the last number of years. I'm gonna pull up their their last I mean, season because they won Grand Prix final last year, third at Worlds, fourth at Olympics. They're second at Worlds the year before. Uh, they've been the top U.S. team for the last two years. They've been on the U.S. podium for the last five. Um, and it looks like, yeah, 
they haven't been off the podium since the Senior Grand Prix Final in 2017. All right. Yeah. I mean. Or, and, and of course, the Olympics. Um, but this is, yeah. yeah, this is one of those really, really strong teams. They know what they're doing. Um, and I feel like, like whatever that was, like whatever last season was, they're coming out stronger again. They know that this is their time to try and get onto that top spot of the world podium. And they're training alongside the, uh, the, the world champions. Yeah. yeah. The front, the Guillaume and uh, Gabrielle. So, they, I mean, they're, I'm sure they're pushed every day to be insanely better. Um, Stepanova and Buchan were fourth at Worlds last year, second at Europeans. Like uh, Made a trip to Grand Prix final as well. Finished fourth there. They won both of their Grand Prix events last year in, uh, in Russia and Helsinki. And, yeah, I mean, another high-quality Russian team. But uh, a slight discrepancy in the personal bests. Like two point spread, not not a lot, and certainly something that can be made up in the off season and and possibly choice of music. Oh, um, definitely. You know and how how that comes across and and the program you choose. So it'll it'll come down to uh, to things like that. Um, interesting choice for for the free dance. The Stefanov and Buchan have got Crimea River performed by Justin Timberlake. As part Ooh. of it, so I'm liking this new era of music. When you know they can include lyrics and things like that, it'll uh, it spices things up a little bit. I think. Yeah, well, it, ha- it adds a whole new uh, dimension to skating. I think I know. Like, do you go with the lyrics? Do you still go with the, with the beat size? Do you go with the mix of both? Mm-hmm. How do you interpret the lyrics too? Right. So yeah. Oh. How do you are you are you playing to the lyrics or the music? Or are you trying to find a balance between each? Yeah. Um, and then uh, the Canadian team, formerly competing for Denmark, uh, the of uh, Lawrence Fournier, Fournier Baudry and Nikolai Sorensen. Um, again, another quality team. They were tenth of the world's last year. They these guys are. These guys are a blessing in Canadian ice dance right now. Like, <laughs> it was really nice to get them as part of the Canadian team. Uh, you know, having competed for Denmark for so many years, but I mean, usually people are coming in because you know they can't. You know, they're not doing as well in their own country. They were doing fine in their own country. They're actually taking a step back to be competing for Canada, um, because they're not going to be that that champion team just yet. Because yeah, they got to well, sit behind like Piper and Paul, who have you know been working their butts off for the last number of years too. It's actually a funny story about them. Um, when they first paired up together, because um, she's Canadian, he's Danish. Mm-hmm. Um, when they first paired up together, uh, they wanted to compete for Canada, but you know we have rules here. Um, he never passed his gold test, so they couldn't compete for here that season. Mm-hmm. 
So they went to Denmark to at least be able to compete that season. I guess they stayed there for a while and finally went. We hit a plateau here, I guess. Um, let's try and challenge ourselves in Canada. Yeah, well, I mean, they uh, looks like they got together in 2013, 2014. And that was when their, their competitive career started together. And yeah, that, I mean, that's, it also says here that, uh, that uh, Fournier Beaudry was unable to obtain Danish citizenship. So Uh, I mean, there's, there's another piece of the puzzle. Like you, like somebody's got to give, you can't just, you can't just be competing for, for two countries. Um, Although I feel like at some point something's going to give in that regard too. I mean, we, we used to have to be like, you're a Canadian, you skate with a Canadian. And now, I mean, those rules kind of have bent over the years to keep skating alive. And I feel like eventually, you know, there could be something that bends where that's not even the case anymore. You just, you guys skate together. If you're good, you're good. We just want to see good skating. I mean, that's all I want to see. I don't know about you, but... <laughs> yeah. I just want to see good skating and go, wow, that was awesome. <sighs> so, yeah, that's our podium. I think it's going to be a good podium. Very strong, very strong teams. Definitely. And uh, and then we get into fourth and fifth. So you've got Zagorski and Guerrero. Yes, the Russians. The Russians, of course, those Russians. <laughs> uh, Zagorski have- and well, you have Kuera, Panamarenko, and fifth, uh, fourth. I have them in fifth. Yeah, the Americans. They had a good senior B circuit, and they were they were very competitive where we expected them to be. Like we like we had a pretty good feel for where they were expected to land, and they kind of proved that. Um, yeah, they were in my perfect dance pick from Nebelhorn. Finishing Ooh. third. They're my perfect dance event from Nebelhorn. There you go. Um, they're right behind Hawaii and Baker, and the Americans. Um, and they're behind Beaudry and Sorensen, so I think that's probably also the right call. Um, yeah, I'm sticking with it. I believe it. Um, so, yeah, that's I've, I'm, I'm going to keep them in fourth. You're going to put those Russians up, though, are you? Yeah. So what what's what's up with that? Um I mean, look at the track record. Uh their personal best isn't as high, but you know, they did make a trip to Grand Prix final last year. They came third and second at their Grand Prix. Um they've definitely flown under the radar, but I mean, they're doing well. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they're not a bad team. If they're, if you're looking at their track record, they've got some, some very positive stuff there. Um, they've been to the Olympics. Thirteenth. Thirteenth of the Olympics. They've been to the Worlds. They finished eighth. But that was two years ago. That was. They didn't, they didn't get anything last year in that regard. They finished seventh at Senior Nationals. Now I know Russia's deep, but uh, yeah. Well, yeah, as I mean, we know, Russian Nationals is its own thing. 
<laughs> sure, sure. Whatever. I just <laughs> I I have a funny feeling that um, that this is for them. That could either be a um, a kick in the pants, and this year the game goes up for them, or it's the beginning of their their downside that they peaked, that the Olympics was it, and this could be moving forward. Um, as what they as what they are now, they're just they're going to be. This is their their slide towards the exit. I don't know. Um, they just didn't show up on my radar in the same way. I took the French team of uh, L'Oreal and Legac. Um, they surprised me earlier this season at the Autumn Classic at the Challenger event in Canada. And I went, oh, wow. All right. Well, so, I mean, that's another team we've all, that uh, we talked about being on the bubble. Um, they're always in the bubble, the top 10 in the world. Um, always kind of hovering around there not quite making that leap yet oh totally um now they're also in a different position um you know as they're the three-time four-time french silver medalists um but they uh yeah there there were to, to me being in france right now behind those um those pieces like your uh guillaume and Gabriel, that it, it kind of makes it tough, and I see that they're training together as well. So my goodness, <laughs> you just—I I feel like maybe a little chip on your shoulder. Maybe, maybe this moves forward uh, in a good. Oh, and she's Canadian. I did she, not know that. Yeah, she was born in Laval, and I see here. Uh, L'Oreal and Legac got married to each other December 2015. She received French citizenship in December 2017. And and that's why they could go to the Olympics, representing France. So there you go. Fun, fun. All right, another reason to like them. They're Canadians and they train in Canada. (laughs) Or, Or she's Canadian. I'll take it. I'll take it. Good enough. He married her. She's Canadian. Good enough. All right, there's my there's my CanCon, uh, along with uh, Bodrey and Sorensen. Okay, all right to the final event. We've got uh, our pairs, our men's, our dance out of the way, the ladies' event. Yeah, and this this one's gonna make it tight, but not quite tight enough, I don't think. Uh, talk us through the podium, bud. Well, I mean, we basically have the same top five, different four and five, but uh, same podium. So yeah, uh, first, uh, Anna Shcherbakova from Russia. Uh, second, we have Elizaveta Tuktemisheva, also from Russia. And then third, we have Kerry Sakamoto from Japan. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty solid start. Um, Shcherbakova has been... Um, crazy good with that quad lutz. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's funny. We just talked about uh, when we started how the ladies' field's going to be changing because we, we're seeing all these quads, and she's one of them that's going to change the landscape. Uh, oh, I mean, totally. You know, she was, I think she was the first one to land the quad lutz. And yes. 
yeah, first lady to land the quadlots, and she's uh, she's come out through the beginning of this season. She won Lombardia uh, early. She's what is this like? Fifteen. 15 years old, my goodness. Um, <laughs> world junior silver medalist. Um, her challenge, and I think a lot, a couple of these girls coming up, their challenge is the short program because they're not allowed to do their quad right now. So they, if they don't have a triple axle, they're losing points and they're falling back in the short, which means their long has to be that much stronger. Right? Like yeah, you're you're giving up some 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 ground in the short without a triple axle. Yeah, without and, the triple axle and um, not having the same skating skill as well. I, there's a maturity when you look at a 15 year old um, versus like a 21, 22 year old like Elizaveta Tuktamasheva. The maturity on her is um, it's it's polished. She's very aware of her body. She's very aware of her lines. With the exception of how she enters her triple axle, she's pleasant to watch. Um, <laughs> it's that it's that hangy arm thing I can't do on her. Like it's just hangy arm, the long wind up. I, I I get it, but it's it's very tell like it's it's you're you're forecasting what you're going to do, and I understand that's part of her process, but it it needs to it needs to get a little more refined if it's to be. If she's to put herself back into the conversation to contend as a world medalist again. Um, but I think that ship has sailed. I think with these this new uh, brood of, of former junior girls, they're going to come in and the, the, the guard will be completely changed over. And we will not see Elizaveta Zagidova or Medvedeva by the time we hit the... Was it the next Olympics in 2022, China? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think they'll be all all be gone. They, they they'll understand that the world has changed so much that they just don't fit anymore. Well, I mean, we still have yet to find out the long term effects of these quads on these young ladies. Um, so we can't say for sure. Oh, but... it's it's not the long term effects. It's the fact that there's more coming up behind them. Yeah. So it it's okay. Well, one group is done. Well, then the next group just takes over. Even if the you know if uh, Sherbakova and uh, Trusova they don't hang around, and um, like the Camilla Valiev, she's gonna move up and she's gonna take over that spot too. Like they're if if these guys don't hang around for more than a year or two, that's that's it's just gonna be a a machine. And I don't think that. Uh, until they figure out that the machine is the problem. Uh, by then, Tuktamasheva, Medvedeva, Zagidova, um, Samodorova, are all going to be gone. Forgotten about, especially in Russian skating, which is definitely a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately kind of place. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And Kari Sakamoto in third. Uh you know, fifth of Worlds, sixth of the Olympics. Japanese she's, champion. You know, she's won four continents back in 2017, 2018. Uh, trip to yeah. the Grand Prix final last year. Yeah. And uh, she started her season off pretty good at uh, 
Nepala competition. So, yeah, that's the podium. And then we've got uh, then we've got our our fourth and fifth picks switched. You've got Yamashita in fourth, and I've got Yinsu Lim in fourth. And then we switch them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Lim to me is just one of those like nice, interesting skaters where like it's it's kind of easy to get excited for. You're like, oh, right, we got that that good Korean skater that's coming out here. Um, I don't I know. Mean, I've been I've been excited came, about Korean skating. She came tenth at world last year, so I mean, definitely strong skater. Yeah, and then, uh, oh man, why did my brain just go blank? Mako Yamashita, uh, who was third at Junior Worlds two years ago. Um, she finished second at Skate Canada last year. Yeah, so basically that was my that was your reason your why. Yeah, I uh, put her over Lim. Um, she came second at Grand Prix. Lim came third. I just went. You know what? Um, she just Were they a the same? So. Were they the same Grand Prix? I don't think so. No, no. Lim was third in Russia, and uh, and. Yamashita was second in Skate Canada. So, no. Um, oh, but here's something interesting, Cody. Yes. They were both in Russia. Oh. And Yunsu Lim was third. And Yamashita and, was seventh. Yeah, baby. All right. This is it. This is where <laughs> Billy starts the senior Grand Prix season off right. All right. Okay. So those are the picks, kids. Um, exciting to be starting the senior Grand Prix season. Uh, I've already started looking ahead. I had to stop looking ahead because I got to find out what happens now. Because uh, what happens now is important. It's going to impact the you know the future events and how you know how we view skaters as well, right? Like, I mean, I don't know about you, Cody, but I know that I'm looking at some of those entries and going. I want to see how that plays out at the beginning of the season. Are they, are they ready? Are they, you know, like, is their program flat? You know, did they, have they, have they just got a flawed concept or anything like that? It's just that kind of stuff that I'm trying to feel out. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also want to just say, I thought it was funny how uh, we both did not pick Brady to now in our top five. Um, even though she does have a higher um, personal best and a better track record. Than, than Sherbakova or than Yamashita and Lim? Than Yamashita and Lim. I was going to say, because she does not have a better score than Sherbakova. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or Chuk Dimasheva, I'm sure, for that matter. Um, yeah, nope. Brady, Brady Tunnell, just, it, she was exciting in the Olympic year. She was... Uh, she won nationals that year and everybody went, who, <laughs> who's this? And then, uh, she went to the Olympics and she did admirably. She had a good, she had a good year that year. Um, she's been struggling a lot with under rotation and getting tagged for it and just not being like, it's not very exciting. Like she's not 
she's not an exciting lady to me. There's not something she's bringing to the table that makes me go, gotta watch her. And granted, at this point, it's about jumps. It's about like it's about firing something out there like a triple axle or uh, or a quad um, to make it interesting because that's part of what's going to make it interesting. There was a point there where we were looking at ladies who were doing all the same thing: triple lutz, triple toe combo, triple flip, and a double axle in the short program. <laughs> yeah, and it was about who could do the math and keep up to the work to make a long program, you know, the most profitable point wise which was totally Alina Zagitova. She figured it out and then they had to change the rules. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the next, the next logical step then becomes quads. So, yeah, I mean, blocks and quads. It, it, that's, that's what, that's what it's about now, man. And at least in my estimation, in my, my poor man's estimation of what it is. Anyways. So yeah, that'll be the only event where, uh, we have not picked an American to do well at an American event. <laughs> <sighs> so that'll be fun. Looking forward to that. And now we got to go back to last weekend. Yes. Last weekend, we had a, uh, a time with the Finlandia event. And I guess we can, we can go in the same order that we went in from, uh, from from that from Skate America, we'll just we'll do the same dance. We'll do uh, pairs lady or pairs men dance ladies. Sure. That's all right by you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we uh, we had a tight event in the pairs. Uh, I got I got a one point edge, um, and we picked most of the same teams. All the same teams. All, um, the, same all teams. the same teams. Oh yeah, all the same teams. Different order. Different order. So the event finished with uh, Machina and Galiamov from Russia in first, and we had that pick bang on right. Um, in second, we had Efimova and Korovin, yes. the Russian team. You had those guys in fourth, and I had them in third, so I get a little bit of an edge there. Uh, and then in third was Ilya Shakina and Charlie Bilodeau. Lubov yeah. and Charlie. I mean, that was a great start for them. They oh, seem yeah. they seem like this is like a, a great partnership. Uh they haven't had a lot of time to work together to pull things the look, like all those little pieces that come with the time of working w- with somebody. So uh that's super exciting. And you nailed that bang on. I had them in fifth. Um I was being very conservative. <laughs> and uh I'm I'm don't get me wrong, I'm very pleased. Um, the Austrians of Ziegler and Kiefer finished in fourth, and I had that right. You got, you had them in second, so not far off. No, I picked up two points there. Yeah, and then we both had a wash on Walsh and Michaud. They did not have their best event. Um, and, and going back and looking at the score sheets, they, they lost some big points on Elements. And no doubt they'll come home and, and put in some work and some time to review what happened there and how they make it uh, how they make it right because uh, I don't expect that they're going to come back out for Skate Canada looking like that. Um, I certainly hope not. I, I I don't think it's like um, I don't think it's anything that they necessarily did wrong. It's just you know part of the the learning process this year. The pressure is definitely on them this year. 
as the Canadian yeah. silver medalists to be. Yeah, I mean, they had a good showing last year as well. Um, mm-hmm. They just splashed for themselves. Um, it's really just continuing that momentum and not letting the, the pressure get to you. Yeah, like there, and there's definitely some pressure now. There's definitely some pressure to be that second place team, especially in an era when we came from like a, you know, Megan and Eric and, you know, followed it up with a Charlie and Julianne or even a Kirsten and Dylan when they were together. Kirsten and Mike. Yeah. Like there was, there was some, you know, top 10 teams behind them. And I think that that pressure to get up into that top 10 certainly can be intimidating at times. Um, So hopefully uh, this is just, you know, banging the rust off and things will move around. But, uh, yeah, so I got a little one-point lead there. And then we bomb on over to the men's event. And this was a this was a holy mess for you and I. <laughs> um, I mean, it ends in a tie. Uh, spoilers. But uh, we both took Shoma Uno to win. And he did. Uh, we had Yamamoto from Japan in third. He finished second. We had Roman Sadovsky of Canada in fifth. He finished third. Ooh. So those were all our points, guys, because uh, Lazukin and Voronov just did not end up in that top five. Yeah. And what the sad thing is, is now I can't even remember who finished in the top five outside of them. Um, um, I will tell you. Yeah, please do. Because fourth was American Jimmy Ma. Jimmy Ma. Yep. And then fifth was Estonian Alexander Selevko. Ah, yes, Selevko. He'd burn me earlier this season, hadn't he? <laughs> Either that or his brother did. I can't remember. Uh, um, I believe uh, it was him. His... I think the brother burned me. <laughs> At a junior ground for you, I think. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, there it is. The Russians um, not having their best day at Finlandia. So, again, still a one-point edge for, for Billy, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. And then we, we waltz on over to the dance event. And, again, same teams. Uh, all the same names. Different orders. Very different orders. And those very different orders add up very differently. <laughs> but Chalk and Bates are runaway favorites in this event winning it and we called it that was easy <laughs> yeah and then you had everybody placed one off yes it was very you frustrating but also i was okay ex- with it extremely rewarding so <laughs> you have so it finished with wang and lu from china in second and we we're both discussing the fact that that was a little bit odd uh, <laughs> that we were even considering putting a Chinese team up that high, but there they were. Uh, Popova and Mozgov of Russia in third. So you had those two switched. I whereas did. I had Popova and Mozgov in like fifth and Wangalu in third. And then in fourth, the Canadians, uh, Mejuri Lejoie and Zachary Laga. And then in fifth, uh, Allison Reed and... I can't remember his first name, but Amber Lavicius um, uh, of Lithu- Lith- 
Celius from Lithuania. Yeah. And so that was, you had them inverted there. Yeah. So same as your second and third, your fourth and fifth were just inverted, but you finished with 16 points. Whereas I had Reed and Amber Levisius in second way off. Uh, You did call Marjorie and Zach though, coming forth. Yeah. This is a little solace because I lost my lead. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I called I called two spots right in the event. I mean, that's pretty exciting. But then we got to finish it off with the ladies' event. And uh, man, man alive. What a way. What a way to finish this off because we both put, took Tomasheva to win. Um, and then Alina Kosternaya to come in second. Koster Naya, we both saw it, didn't we, on Instagram? Yes. Like before the event started, had this rockin' triple axel. And this is where, if I'm going to say something about Tuktamasheva's triple axel versus Koster Naya's, Tuktamasheva shows you that it's still really just a work in progress. She can rock it, but it is not something that she can just rip out of her back pocket. There is preparation, there is thought, and she shows every bit of it. Kosternaya is doing footwork on one foot on the way in and then just steps into the triple axel and it flies. Oh yeah. Like, holy hell, man. It was moving. I mean, she got them both out. I think the, the second one in the free skate was, uh, with it. Well, no, no, it had a, it had a slight downgrade on it, but still, Oh. um, yeah. So we had them switched. So, I mean, that's where I'm hoping like Elizaveta can, you know, maybe learn to take all that forecasting out of it. But that seems like a lot of work um, at this point in the game for her. Um, our fifth place picks were Gong Show. You took, uh, I think, Sarah Hong and oh, I took Gary Dillman. Yeah. And both were not on their game. Um, you did call third place with uh, Yokoi. From Japan, yeah. So you nailed that. I had her in fourth, and then I had Star Andrews in third, and you had her in fourth, and she finished fifth. Yeah. And Star Andrews from the United States of America. Um, she seems like she's got some promise. She's still relatively young. Um. But, but she's got to start getting up into those those high end triples very soon if she's going to hang around. Um, because I think like the highest we saw was like a flip. We saw a triple toe, triple toe. I think on the, her scorecard, she'll be, you know, she can be in contention at something like this. But to really be uh, there for something like senior Grand Prix, she's going to need to have the full assault of you know everything up to triplets and be playing with something like an axle or a quad sow quad toe so there is a pop to let's in her sheet i'm looking at right now um so i don't know if she was going to attempt a triple let's or not we'll have to wait and see we'll have to see if she pops up again and hopefully she doesn't pop it this time and she can show us what her uh her real plan is for that um but nonetheless uh you had you had a thirteen to eleven win in the ladies' event, Cody, which stretches your lead, to, and you yeah. beat me by fifty fifty to forty seven. Uh, which, you know what, 
if I look back on all of these challenger events, they're pretty tight. I mean, they're within five points, sometimes oh, yeah. within, within three. That was, that was a good series of events. The junior Grand Prix didn't always feel that way. <laughs> like junior Grand Prix, Grand Prix were like sometimes as bad as like 10 points or more. So I'm, I'm pleased that this was a close event and, uh, I'm hoping that the senior Grand Prix is where I make my mark. You you had your fun in the junior Grand Prix, but I think that uh, I think this will be good. Senior well, Grand mean, Prix should be the senior Bs. We uh, basically almost switched every other one who won. Almost, I think you still you still took a few more than uh, a few more than I did. I think I only have a couple more. I'm looking correctly. Yeah. Well, you you have the Autumn Classic, and I took Lombardia. There's one to one. You took the International Classic, and you took this is three the um, Nepala. So there's three to one. I got Nebelhorn three to two. Four to two. You got Finlandia, but there's still more to go. I think there's a Warsaw Warsaw Cup in Poland. There's a, there's a few more events yet to come, so we'll have to keep an eye on those senior B competitions in and around the uh, in and around the senior Grand Prix events, and um, we'll go from there. Uh, we've been running for about an hour, Cody. So uh, what do you say we give everybody a little break, and uh, we'll call it a night. Yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. I I'm gonna go flip on Battle of the Blades and see who's getting kicked off this week. Um, <laughs> because apparently I just can't get enough skating in my life. Um, and uh, I want to thank you, man, for for taking the time to sit down, even though not very many people are listening, and uh, taking the time to do this thing with me. And as always, it's a pleasure, and I still clearly owe you a, a little more than a lunch. Um, pretty sure you, I owe you like a Thanksgiving dinner or something. Uh, <laughs> I, you got me lunch the other day. Yeah. It was it was in passing. It really wasn't much, and you really weren't you weren't capitalizing on it the way I was hoping you would. <laughs> so, so we'll have to do something soon. Um, but nonetheless, uh, to those of you out there who are listening, thank you very much for for downloading, for putting us in your ears, and and listening to us. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we're not doing this for for money or anything other than just the fact that we enjoy talking about skating. So we enjoy that you listen. Um, and I, I think that's it for now. Unless you got I, anything else to share, Code? I uh, No, I think that's pretty much all my thoughts. Wonderful. All right, well, that's it for this week. I'm Billy. I'm Cody. And ice is slippery. <laughs>